Do you have a bucket list? Well, I'm going to share with you 12 suggestions of what you should do at least once in your life. You're listening to the Dynamic Women podcast. Each week, you'll be inspired by our global community of women. They'll share with you tools and stories to help you be dynamic in every area of life. He's your host, award-winning coach, and the CEO and founder of Dynamic Women, Diane Ralston. Hello, lovely Dynamic Women. Welcome to the Dynamic Women podcast. I am Diane Ralston, your host. I asked the women in my Dynamic Women community, the Facebook group, which you should be a part of. It's free and I'll make sure that in the show notes there's a link so that you can join. But I asked these ladies, what is something you think everyone should do at least once in their lives? I'm going to share 12 of the answers. I'm going to share the first name of the woman who gave this suggestion. I'm also going to share if uh, (laughs) like my reaction to it and if I've done it. Now, this is the first time I'm seeing these. I have um, just counted the number of comments. And as we go through, you can also see if you've done this and if you think that this should be added to your bucket list. Here we go. Chantel says, dance in the rain. I feel like I've done this as a kid. (laughs) Have you done it? Uh, I I don't think I've done it out of excitement or pure joy that it was raining. A lot of times when I am in the rain, it is because I'm playing soccer. And so it's not necessarily dancing or by choice. I might have danced in the rain at the full moon festival. I think it was those gorgeous in Thailand when I was doing that. But I haven't specifically done it. But I think it's a great thing because it goes into that area of being playful. And so often we're like, oh, it's raining or... it's cold or work a bit moany and whingy. And in this way, you get to kind of be free and have a little bit of fun. So I think, yeah, I I probably need to add that on on my bucket list. Next from Penny is skinny dip. (laughs) Well, okay, I might have done this a few times and in a few different countries and in the night and in the daytime. Uh, I don't know if I would do it now. (laughs) it's been in uh beat you know in in oceans in lakes in pools in hot tubs public private but i have to admit i was not you know really showing everybody everything it was it was always a private group of people or it was covering up and then uncovering at the last second so have you done skinny dipping I think it's something that you definitely should try. I'm not a big uh, be naked in public sort of person. So I don't know if I will be doing it uh, much in the future. Next one, Denise says, travel to a different country. Yes, 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 yes. You know, I don't know how many times I have been to, let's say the States or another country where the people haven't left. And even worse, they haven't even left their like their city or their state or their province and You really need to go to a different country. And the benefit of that is really learning that the world is so much bigger than what's around you and meeting different people and appreciating their culture and appreciating the things that matter the most to them, their lifestyle. Some things I've taken away are when I lived in Japan for three years, the ability of the Japanese people to really put the group 
the good of the group ahead of the group, good of the individual or the desires of the individual. I, I appreciated that. Also appreciated how they ate. They ate in a group and they kept, continued to order multiple small dishes and they didn't end until there was maybe one dish left with one thing on it. And that showed that everybody was so full that there was one bite, like no one could eat that last morsel. I, I really thought that was lovely. And the idea of like pouring drinks for each other. I think that was, that's just such a giving kind way of being. I've been to a bunch of countries. I got more to go. I slowed down after having kids. Um, let's see. In Asia, I did... Thailand and Japan. I was supposed to go to a bunch of countries, but I loved Thailand so much. I just stayed there for over a month. Let's see, Australia, New Zealand, Italy, Spain, France, England, uh, of course the States. I think that's it. Hawaii, yeah, I got lots more to go. Let me know like which countries that I should go to that you've been to. I think on my on my list are like Finland, Portugal, Barbados, or any of like Jamaica, any of those like really gorgeous countries. Uh, there's a bunch more, but I'll continue on. The fourth one is from, let's see, from Paula, forest bathing. So forest bathing, the, she replied here about what it is. It's a quiet contemplative visit to a forest to sit still and focus on the energy you feel. It is both meditative and energizing. So really, if you're going to go for a hike in the forest, you just need to stop and sit and take it in. Uh, hug a tree, touch the earth, go barefoot if you can. It's amazing. Forest bathing is something that I first heard about when I was in Japan. And it is like a thing to do. The idea of just being completely surrounded and immersed in nature is a lovely experience and something that I don't think we do enough of, depending on what country you're in and where you live. And I was sitting on the beach talking to my mom as she visits in BC and saying, you know, where, where I grew up and where she lives, there's just not a lot of forests that like that you would go hiking in. <laughs> and so I feel very blessed that I have so many different forests here in North Vancouver that I can enjoy. So yes, I've done it and I hope you have too. Let me know, like what's your favorite forest to go in? Next one, now this is not something everyone can do and, and that's okay, but uh, Katya says, have a baby. And I've, I'm so blessed that I was able to conceive and deliver to and, and have two precious children. And I know a lot of women have had trouble having babies or have had trouble, you know, taking babies to full term and having a baby who has, who has lived. Uh, my mother's first child ended up dying after three days and, and that's my eldest brother. So it's a hard thing, right? It's a hard thing for a lot of people. And so them like, Frig, like when I had my kids, I was like, this is what childbirth's like. Like, this is absolutely amazing and incredible. And if to go through that, like if you can go through that, then that is such, it's such a miracle. It's so crazy to think like you grew that thing inside of you and that it came out. So yes, I've done it. Um, I'm done, 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 done doing that. And the next one I'm actually going to go to what the comment from or the the different idea that's from uh, Michelle, be present for a baby's birth. And so if you can't 
have a child and that's totally fine. Experience the miracle of watching a live birth. Wow, like absolutely amazing. And I know that that is such a, a, a privilege that not a lot of people are gonna be able to be present for the birth of a baby, but maybe it could be the birth of an animal baby, or maybe at least just like watch it on watch it on YouTube or something if you can get a copy of someone. Um, I haven't seen someone else's birth in, you know, in the room. I haven't. I hope that in the future I'll be able to see my kids have their babies. My mom was there for my first baby's birth. And for the second one, it was so quick that we just had to get to the hospital. And once I was at the hospital, uh, my second child, my son, came 12 minutes after I arrived at the hospital and so my husband is actually parking the car and didn't even witness the second birth. But that was done, you know, without any pain meds or whatever. And man, that uh, that showed me how strong I can be. But I, I never want to have a, a baby again, especially without pain meds. <laughs> okay, next one. Uh, I think we're on like six, maybe. So Camille says drive to Vegas. Now I haven't driven to Vegas. I've been in Vegas. It's pretty close. I guess I, I guess we could. The only kind of main driving that I did was I drew, drove across Canada from Ontario to BC to, in, to come out here. My boyfriend at the time, now my husband, did that. We took 10 days to make it a nice journey. I also drove around New Zealand uh, in a car. I think it was mainly South Island we did. And when I was a kid, we did the Ontario to Florida for Disney to drive. That was good. And, you know, I've done other drives, but not to Vegas, but I've been in Vegas, but I didn't actually go to Vegas until, I don't know, was I like 30 something? Yeah. So I feel like I missed out on my party days at Vegas. I actually went there starting keto. And so I, I didn't have a single drop of alcohol, which is quite fun. The next one is from Sandy. She says, go on a vacation solo. And I totally agree with this. So I did a bunch of traveling around Japan solo. I also did, when I finished Japan, I also went back to Japan for a few weeks solo. I then did New Zealand and Australia solo, three months each. That was awesome. And you just, you get to meet a whole bunch of new people. You know, you get to be pushed out of your comfort level maybe. And it, have new experiences. You're not tied down by anyone else. You get to make the choices that you want to make in the moment. I think it's absolutely amazing. I also traveled Thailand by myself. It was supposed to be like Thailand, Malaysia, and like other places. And I just, I stayed in Thailand and it was wonderful. And I met so many, I traveled with some Aussies, I travel, and I end up adding on some, some different destinations with them. I also traveled and hung out with some uh, Israelis, some actual Thai people. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was awesome experience. I definitely recommend doing this. Just make sure you're safe, especially as a woman. You want to make sure that the country that you're in treats women, uh, that women are protected and, and safe. And so um, Japan actually was a really great place to be able to do that. It's a very safe country. Okay, next one from Jackie. Travel with a backpack and travel wherever the road takes you. Yes, I'm such an A-type planner. And so I have overly planned certain vacations. And some of the best ones are ones where I have a, a backpack and a very a very loose plan it it allows spontaneity and a lot of times when I do travel with a backpack the idea is like if someone offers me an amazing opportunity I'm going to say yes 
So I went on a radio show to talk about when I was in New Zealand to talk about rugby, women's rugby in Canada. I also did a bungee jump that someone invited me to go do. I went to a cricket match. So a lot of cool stuff can happen when you are just, you know, going where the road takes you. So I love that one, Jackie. And yes, yes, I've done it. Uh, I don't know if I would travel with a backpack with the age that my kids are, seven and 10, only because I want them to carry their own backpack. And I feel like I'd be carrying their backpack. So right now I'm like, I'm a hotel with a suitcase kind of gal. But in the future, yes. Uh, Rupinder says, go on a weekend with your friends. Oh my goodness. Girlfriend weekends are amazing. Girlfriend overnights, girlfriend trips. A lot of times my friend Michelle and I, we will go to different learning places. So it all started when she invited me to go to Brendan Burchard's event in California. And then I invited her to one and then she invited me back. And so we're kind of each other's plus one for a lot of these programs. And it was so fun when we got to bring our other friends, Kirsten and Tazim with us. You know, you get to you get to just be silly and have fun. And I also did a Hawaii week with one of my friends and then her two friends that I didn't know uh, definitely went into that with a little bit of apprehension and I designed the relationships and man, it was amazing. Just down to the fact that if, when you go with your friends, you know, these, these women didn't know me, but the first morning, you know, oh, we've got coffee on. And I said, oh, I, I drink tea first thing. And so I made myself a tea. And then the next morning I get up and I come down and, oh, I put the kettle on for your tea, Diane. Wow. <laughs> like how caring, how lovely. When you go on a trip with a bunch of women, there's so much taking care of that happens. Next from Marilyn, she says, be somewhere that no one can speak your language. Hmm. <laughs> so you're trying to, you know, or the or vice versa, you know, somewhere where you can't speak their language. So traveling around Japan to some of the smaller places or in Thailand, some of the smaller places, Spain, Italy, France, there were places that I went where people didn't really speak English and or they were too shy to or they just decided they didn't want to. And so it was, it's so cool that stretch and how you're, you communicate with people through other means. So if you, if you can't pick up the language or you, you can't piece it together, that somehow you both can sign language it, not, not real sign language, but you know, you, you get each other's idea and it really is, it's a humbling experience to go somewhere where you don't know the language. And what I found in Japan is that not knowing how to speak Japanese fluently and very quickly meant that when I did go places and people were, you know, on the train chatting or or on the streets and the in cafes, I could zone everybody out. It was just white noise. But I'll tell you, after three years, when I came back to Canada, it was absolutely overwhelming. I was understanding everyone's conversation. And the first place I realized that was the lineup at the airport to to get onto the plane and there were so many people speaking English and then when I got to the airport in Canada and I wanted to go pick up my first Timmy's in a long time that's Tim Hortons for those of you who don't know grab a coffee and a donut and it's very nostalgic for people in Canada and so I'm in line and I can hear people like what are you ordering and I'm having this and how was your day and I'm just like ah too much English I can't handle this I just want all the white noise to come back but 
definitely a, a really cool experience and to to try and understand each other right and to realize we're we're all just people okay last one last one last one last one here from susan she said volunteer for those in need you know volunteering is something that i have maybe done a little bit more in the past on a consistent basis and now I'd say it's a bit more sporadic, the volunteering for people. And I do more acts of generosity. So different events that I'm holding will have a different charity, usually women's shelters. That's my main go-to or like the family services of North Shore that I will give partial proceeds of ticket sales or I'll invite people to bring items that they need, that the women in the shelters would need or appreciate. Pajamas, socks, underwear, and other things that they need, like beauty products, uh, toothbrushes, these sort of things. And we also just recently at Christmas time put together blessing bags. Uh, my church group, women's group, we put together blessing bags for the women on the east side. And so for those of you who don't know, that's East Vancouver. And there's a lot of a lot of homeless women, a lot of women in very low income housing. And so we just we bless them with these bags filled with goodies, meaning like beauty products, goodies and socks and just things so that they can like have a special special something for themselves. And so volunteering right now isn't on a regular basis. But as as I said, it's it's acts of kindness and generosity. But I also, I guess, yeah, I also volunteer in the way that I spoke at two Dream It Be It conferences, and that's for high school girls to learn more about their, go for their dreams and figure out what their career that they want is. So I've, I've done that. That's, you know, a lot of times speaking, I'll volunteer my speaking for different things. There's another uh, thing coming up for women in leadership that I'm going to volunteer for. And so I really, I really like when I'm invited to come and speak and use my gifts to support others in that way. Well, yeah, there you go. So these are the 12 things that my women's community, Dynamic Women, said that we should be doing <laughs> sometime in our lives at least once. And so I'm curious, what would make your top 12 list? What are some suggestions that you have? Please drop them in the comments so that... I can, you know, learn from them. I can see if I've done them and that the other listeners can as well. If you haven't yet, please like, subscribe and review this podcast. And until next time, everyone, stay dynamic. Bye. Thank you, Dynamic Women, for joining us today. Please hop on over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a review. Who do you know who needs to hear our message? We'd love it if you'd share our channel with your friends and family. If you're ready to be more dynamic, have more balance and more success, head over to www.dynamicwomenclub.com forward slash free gift for your key to success book. Stay dynamic.